Okay, good evening. We are continuing in the Berger and the Ani, the uh, businessman and the poor man. And, um, right, so the, the Ani became a Kesar, and he tried to have the son killed, and uh, he thought he's dead, but the Mrs. Ani, who's now Mrs. Emperor, begged for his life and got his life spared. And uh, he just kind of ran off to some desert island. Meanwhile, the daughter of the the daughter of the Ani, who's now emperor, is um, has a courtyard where she hosts suitors, and uh, they sing songs to her, and she sings songs back. But no one can answer her. No one mentions the waters. Which waters we know what she's referring to, but no one else does. And, uh, meanwhile, on, uh, on a desert island somewhere, uh, the son of the Berger is, uh, hanging out, going hunting and fishing, taking it easy, and playing, uh, old country songs, some of which, um, are based on letters, a letter he'd been written by his betrothed. So it seems like he's, on the one hand, He's, uh, feels like he's given up a little bit. That's the vibe that I'm going with. Uh, we'll see where it goes, though. It says, Uh-oh. One day, there was a storm wind, a hurricane wind, right, that blew, that destroyed all of the trees which were standing in the, where the, where the burger was the son of the beggar was, right, and he no longer knew which tree it was that he, that he hidden, in which he'd hidden the letter from the, from the, the daughter of the Ani, which is bad. Um, because while they were standing, he, he, he knew where it was, uh, where it was hidden. But now that everything fell down, Right, so that that one tree got mixed around amongst all the other trees, because there was a lot of trees there. And he didn't know which tree was which. He didn't know which was his tree with the letter hidden inside of it. Right, and it's impossible to to like chop every tree, um, to chop every tree to look for the letter inside of it. It's a, it's a whole forest over there. And he cried, and he was sorry about this very much. Um, turn the page. He cried, and he was sorry about this very, very. He saw that if he sits there, if he stays there, if he just stays where he is, he'll go crazy from all from how how uh, upset he is, how sad he is. It was very hard for him. And he decided that he had to uh, to move on. And another holach. Remember, he's he's always walking. Right, he's got a lech lecha. Right, he gets freed from the the prison guards and they say to him lech lecha, and he's always holach and it's yelech lo. So he's always going. He's going, going, going. 
and uh, he dealt. He he went through what he went through. Because without this, I guess without this letter, I don't know. He, he's Misukan. He's very dangerous from from how how distressed he is. And he, he throws some meat and some fruit inside of his bag. And he goes to where he goes. Right, more going, more going. And he, and he made uh, put up signposts so he would remember where it is that he went, where where it is that he was. So this reminds me of um, right. Rabbi Nachman makes a lot of allusions to to confusion um, that comes about from all kinds of heresies, uh, apicarsis, right? Because he he interacted in Uman, he interacted with, with some of the local uh, heretics. He had a relationship with them, and um, I've heard many stories about he used to play chess with them, he lived briefly with one, I believe, uh, I'm not sure if it was on what's today Yom Atzimut, or what's today Yom Yishalayim, I forget, but that was the day that he moved to Uman, obviously many years prior, but the same date that... Uh, he came to Uman and he lived with the heretic whose name was uh, Nassan Nachman or Nachman Nassan, something like that. Um, but anyway, so Rav Nachman warns us of heresy because he, he saw what was coming. He understood that we were on the verge of something, uh, a terrible shift in the world. Uh, we were on the our verge of a terrible change in, in the way that the world functions. Um, and And that that was going to come from uh, a great a great atheism, which was to uh, well that kind of brings us to where we are now. And um, I think of stories like I heard a story from Rabbi Kivatatz talking about the why why our parents why there's so many Balchuvas and so few of the Balchuvas families understand them. And he told a story about someone he knew who. Um, didn't no Shabbos, no Chagim, no Kashrus, no Tzvila, no Pesach, no Pesach, no Rosh Hashanah, nothing. And the kid, uh, one of his kids, married a, a non-Jew, and then the father, you know, just stopped talking to him. And um, right there was like, there used to be like a a uh, not that people's lives in Europe. Uh, were were easy, certainly not, but there was sort of um, there was an understanding uh, of Yiddishkeit to a large extent. There was sort of like not that there wasn't intermarriage because there certainly was. Not that there wasn't uh, you know this that and the other thing. There certainly was, but but in terms of the way Yiddishkeit was done, uh, it was very it was very simple. Um, the people were not as learned then as we are now, but they had, they had like, um, right, they, they kind of got that, you know, you just got, you know, I don't, I don't go to shul, I don't this, I don't that, but like, like I was told, my parents told me that it's very important, uh, my, I was told, like, I, you know, I didn't grow up keeping Shabbats, kosher, nothing, uh, we did Pesach, we did Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, but, um, no Shabbat, 
no kashrut, but I was told I had to marry a Jew, right? So my my parents have sort of a, a place of respect for certain aspects of, of Yehadut, right? And I want to say that that's sort of that's the letter. That's the son of the of the burger putting the letter in a tree and then the tree getting knocked over, right? He's got he's got sort of this this uh He's got a letter from his beloved, right? Um, he knows what she looks like, but they're not in communication, and, you know, who knows if he'll ever see her again. He's on the other side of the world. But he got one letter from her, and he knows which tree it's in, right? Right? That's that's sort of like people of the previous generation who had, like, you know, they did their little, little bits of Yiddishkeit. They didn't, you know, they don't know how to... You know, they don't know how to explain to their children or their grandchildren why it's important to support Israel or why it's important to keep Shabbat or why it's important to marry Jewish or any of these things because they themselves don't really know. It's just sort of something that they've accepted. Uh, and they it's sort of one of the, you know, one of the many uh, trees, right? Trees of knowledge, trees of life that they have, right? <coughs> But then there's this storm wind called <clears throat> called modernity, called uh, the emancipation from the ghetto, called uh, the internet age, whatever it is, and all the old rules go out the window, right? But I think that's perhaps one of the reasons why our generation uh, has has so many issues with uh, with relationship and marriage and divorce and all these things, right? Because um, sort of the way that we were taught relationship is supposed to work uh, is, it comes from another another place in time, another world, right? Right. We need a new way of relationshiping, right? Um, which isn't, you know, it's, it's not it's not that we need more, you know, more sex or or more, you know, adventure or more it's it's we need more something, I don't know, something something more godly. Um, because all the trees have been blown away, all the trees have been blown down. The the the, the trees that we planted, um, which used to kind of protect us and protect we could put our our precious things to hide in there, uh, they all got blown down. So now we have to find everything for ourselves. Right? We're all we're all kind of all chubas, says Manus Friedman. Um. So he goes on his way. The son of the burger goes on his way, and he sets himself uh, reminders, markers, so he can remind, remember where he was. It says, And then he kept walking until he got to some town. And he asks, what, what, what country is this? What country you think this is? They answered him. He says, have you heard of uh, this particular emperor, Heshivalohan? They said, yes. And he says, oh, you've heard about this emperor's beautiful daughter, Heshivalohan? He said, yes, I have. we have heard of her. That's, it's impossible to get married to her. No one, no one, uh, no one can marry her. Uh, he says to himself, because uh, after that, it would be impossible for him to come to there. So he went to the country, to the king of this particular country. He told him everything in his heart. That he's the son. He's he's betrothed to the the princess. 
And because of him, she doesn't want to marry anyone else. Right. Okay, because it's impossible for him to go to the palace. Why? I guess because the king's trying to kill him. I guess he's afraid for his life. So he goes to the king of the country he's in, whatever country it is, just random town, and he tells him everything's on his heart and that he's the, the chassan of this girl, and because of him, she doesn't want to get married with anyone else. Because he can't go there. So I'll tell you, the random king character, all of the, the water signs, right? The seven waters. And this king should go, Yelech, that word again, Yelech, the Sham. Get married to her. Don't even pay me. And the, the king knew that he was telling the truth. Because it's impossible to leave uh, dot. To I, I don't remember the word. Leave dot. I'm just gonna uh, to, to 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 pull it out from your heart to just make it up. Who Right, and the, the, it was good. Of course, it's good in his eyes. Right, it seems like a good plan. Right, so, so the important part is. So, what does what does he do? He loses the letter. He's full of tsar. He's he's got to leave where he is. Um, he's got to leave. He can't stay where he was because he's in too much pain that he lost the letter. Right, and then what does he do? Immediately, first thing he does after after changing locations because he lost the letter is he goes to um, to some foreign land and he says, "Oh, I'll never make it to the palace." And say why? Since we can assume that he, that he means because the the king would try to kill him again, but essentially he says, "Oh, I know I'll never make it to there, so I'm just going to give away all that I know." Give away my betrothed. I'm going to give up on her. Right? It's it's the letter's gone, so I'm going to give up on the 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 woman who wrote me the letter. Right? It's uh, right. It reminds me of there's a there's a bitui by from the Gra. I think it says that uh, <coughs> Litvox fear the shulchanarach and chasidim fear Hashem, something like that. Like. Um, Like the Torah, the Torah is is here so that we can have a relationship with Hashem, so that we can function in Eretz Israel. That's that's how I see it, right? The Chumash Rav Daniel Cohen pointed it out to me that the the promise of Eretz Israel happens over and over and over and over again in the Chumash, in Sefer Breshis, and then once or twice in Moshe Rabbeinu, but the Matan Torah just kind of happens, right? Um, there's no there's no preamble to it. There's no promise. Hashem doesn't promise to Avraham Yitzhak and Yaakov the Torah, etc. It's it's uh, it just kind of shows up and and it kind of takes over the rest of the the Chumash and sort of it became our 
once the Beis Hamikdash was destroyed, we entered into Galus. It sort of became the center of our lives as Am Yisrael. Um, but one could say there's been there's been a uh, you know sometimes we lose sight of the forest for the trees, right? As 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 does the the young man here, almost quite literally, right? He loses the letter, right? And so he gives away the the his beloved who wrote the letter, right? It reminds me of I heard a story about some it's probably a Chabad story, whatever, about some Rav that went to Siberia and he was there for whatever, you know, some some you know, painfully awfully long period of time, whatever. And when he came back to you know, for whatever reason he got freed, he came back, I don't know, came back to like the the world. And they said, no, you, you, what was it like? You were you were out there in Siberia. You didn't have a mezuzah. You didn't have tefillin. You didn't have a sefer tehillim. What what'd you what'd you do? And he said, it was amazing. He said, it was just me and Hashem. I said, I didn't have a mezuzah. I didn't have tefillin. I, didn't, I, I, I just had Hashem. I just had Hashem. Right? And I'm not saying that, you know, God forbid one should, uh, you know, take down mezuzahs and, and you, know, you know, sell your tefillin. I'm just saying that there's there's a level um, where it's easy to forget that I'm serving Hashem. The, the po- whole point of this entire exercise is to is to serve Hashem and not just to do a, a check off a bunch of a bunch of things off of a list, right? And uh, that's what it feels to me like this young man has done here, right? He doesn't lose the letter and say. Oh, it hurts me so much. I've lost this letter. I'm going to go find her, no matter what, right? Because I, I can't live like this because I miss her so much. Because I want to be with her because I know she's she's my basheret, whatever. No, Fakert. He loses the letter. He says, "Well, if I lost the letter, well, then the the girl is gone. So uh, I'll just give her, you know, not give her away. Give her to some stranger, right?" Um. Because of why? Because he's afraid. He's afraid of losing his life. It's, it's, it seems like if he stays on this path, his life his life is lost anyway, right? What what is what is he living for? To 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 go hunting and fishing and sing some songs, based on some old memories, so we can feel some. Uh, uh, it's just a bit of sweet symphony. That's life, right? He can just do that all day. Just sing like uh, you know, sad rock songs from the nineties. <laughs> um, that feels like his life is over anyway, right? Uh, so what? Why not risk it all, right? Why not? Why not make something mean something, right? Right. It's the. It's the. Um, It's like it's like uh am I willing to risk being vulnerable? Am I willing to risk the pain and the fear and the difficulty of um living in this world with its, you know, ups and downs and ins and outs and et cetera and really having an open heart and really be willing to feel? Um, or am I just gonna kinda slip back into uh you know Solitude and habit and uh, simple, simple ta'avot, simple pleasures, and just say, you know what, the world's beaten me. 
I'm just gonna, you know, wake me up when I'm dead. Right? So that's, that's, the, the burger seems to be, the son of the burger seems to be kind of stuck in this. And, um, it's hard for me to see it. It's hard for me to, to see him, uh, in going through this hard time. But, uh, God willing, we'll, we'll stick with him. And hopefully we will all see, um, you know, get through the hard times and Hazorim Bedima Berina Xeru, you know, we'll make it up, make it happen. All right, everyone, uh, hope you enjoyed and have a lovely evening.